This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Hungover. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a nice Saturday. You know, we, we, we were record, we usually record on Saturday morning, but when we record on Sunday, Ron has fun on Saturday nights, and <laughs> yes. uh, he doesn't have so much fun Sunday mornings, but we're here. Uh, it's, a, it's a top 10. It's another day with you talking about wrestling on the creative team. Uh, so I can't complain. Yeah, we got to we actually uh, got to cohabitate for a bit yesterday, and uh, yes. we talked wrestling. Go figure with the, <laughs> but we had a an audience at large, which was fun. So uh, uh, it's fun talking to thirteen uh, year olds about wrestling. Uh, it, it reminds us that 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 not everything sucks all the time, uh, as compared to you know when we were thirteen. And there and there are other lenses to view wrestling through, you know. Correct. <laughs> you know. Correct. You know. I I find it hard, and I do, and I see you find it hard to to like smile and nod when it comes to thirteen year olds' love for wrestling. But you know, it also I'm also a little jealous because it brings me back to their to them to you know where it was just a fan, and there's no critical eye at all. And you know, I've I've learned to balance that nowadays, but it's so hard to not. Uh, be critical. Yeah, it, well, it's just fun to talk with someone who thinks the Undisputed Era is the greatest faction yeah. of all time that's because just... that's their point of reference. They're thirteen. Yes, like... that's the product of the times. <laughs> I mean, re- realistically, has there been a better faction in, in the last thirteen years? Really, like you know, let's just say eight from eight years old to like now. So you know, six or seven years of viewing wrestling really at a critical level where you can where your mind is open and think about it, right? So, like, okay, th- yeah, Undisputed Era, I buy that. But, you know, at some point, maybe the young man will go back and watch more old-school stuff and go, oh, yeah, DX and yeah, maybe. And- <laughs> yeah, maybe he might have a jaded, disgruntled friend that he'll do a podcast with in his 30s that... <laughs> That reminds him. That reminds him that DX was the greatest faction of all time. And fuck what you think, bro. <laughs> yes, yes, that'll be great. Yeah, but that's that's the whole beauty of wrestling. Like you know, there's all different sides to the coin. You know, I don't think it's it's just an it's another entertainment corner of the world. Uh, who's to say what the best movie is? Who's to say who the best wrestler is? That's us. We say who the best wrestler yes, is. That's our job. <laughs> and but since- you know what? Since current wrestling sucks again, we're back to having uh, fun. <laughs> we're back to talking about nothing but nostalgia. And, you know, since we spent so much time around each other yesterday, you know, family, and we talked about what we're going to do today, we're, as this episode drops, we're right into the month of May, and we're going to celebrate moms, ladies and gentlemen. And there are plenty of moms to talk about in wrestling. So we're going to do the top 10 mothers of professional wrestling. Uh, Cole. Uh, you asked me what the criteria was. I said, just go for it. I'm going to talk right, about yes. mother. Yes, I'm going to talk about mothers in pro wrestling. You probably have personal stakes in one of these picks. Uh, it's going to be fun. But before we jump into the list, you know, I just got to say, you know, we got to give you know love to all those moms out there. I mean, like you know, Cole, you know better than anybody. You know, when I when I uh, got my foot in the door in your little corner of the world uh, known as the Dawson House, you know, I got to say that you know. Mama Dawson is probably one of the best people on the planet, uh, my personal opinion, and uh, you should be lucky to have such a awesome mom. I got to partake in activities with her at a <laughs> at a at an older youth, which was uh, something that I didn't do with my own mother, uh, you know. Yet, <laughs> then, I, I do now. But uh, yes, it, is, it the... is absolutely my mom's fault that I, uh, I I do edibles now and I use the CBDs and the. The good stuff. <laughs> yes, the good stuff. The the it's it's therapeutic. Mama has the best medicine, and you know, uh, and as generations grew, 
you know, you we also have our own wives slash awesome mothers that we get to look and, uh, you know, get inspired by. So I'm lucky to have my wife, who's an awesome mother. You have your wife, who is an awesome mother, to three beautiful children, one of which we celebrated a birthday yesterday. Yes, yes, yes. My youngest is nine. Gosh, that's so <laughs> dumb. That is so dumb. The yeah. third one's already almost a decade old. It's crazy. I know, I know. I hate... the, the oldest is just about to start her senior year of high school, and then she plans to move to Florida when that year concludes. So I'm getting close to only having two in the house. That'll be weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't celebrate too hard. Uh, I won't be at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck so bad. But you know what won't suck is the topic of conversation today. And you know we're already there. We're talking about mothers. And before we get too mushy praising our women and our lives, let's get funny and praising the women of wrestling who donned the gimmick or maybe kind of you know just play the role as mother. In professional wrestling. And, you know, I when I thought of this idea, I was worried that there wasn't going to be much to talk about. But as I grew my list, there is a plenty to talk about. And I can't wait to share some laughs with you. I know you did some research, too. I can't wait to see what criteria you went with and picked. But, you know, we're in a rush mode. Let's fucking get into it, Cole. I want to talk <laughs> about some mothers in wrestling. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Sure, I will go first because I think I might surprise you here with my number 10 entry into the mothers. Oh. Of professional wrestling so my criteria was pretty much uh either you're just a just a real mom that exists and you happen to wrestle or you were a mom character on tv or you were a real mom and have appeared on tv so my number 10 <laughs> trent's mom yes <laughs> driving trent and chuck to the ring in her minivan uh, gets her kiss on the cheek and then trent and chuck the best friends go and do their thing. So, yes, my number 10 mom, Trent's mom. Yes, Trent's mom has got it going on. I I you know, uh it this this got this caught a bunch of uh I don't know. I wouldn't say controversy because it didn't make any news, but you know, this this was laughed at. I thought it was cool. It it's just when you present this team as a serious thing is when I kind of my balls start to itch. Right, but when yeah. but when they arrive and their whole gimmick is like child like childhood best friends, but they never grew out of the child part, and they they get dropped off in a minivan. I just think that's commitment to the gimmick, and uh, dare I say, we will be talking about Trent's mom shortly. Nice. But nice. my number ten, my my number ten, and you're gonna love this, and you know I hope we talk about it again. But my number ten is not really a gimmick that was on TV, not really a gimmick that was you know, you know. Again, not on television. It wasn't a character, but it was a it was someone that was always mentioned as a thread of someone else's gimmick. And dare I say, it's always been used on the podcast that we love today, both podcasts. And I'm gonna go with Mama Cornette, ladies and gentlemen. Mama Cornette was always just a thought that Jim Cornette would just kind of reference, like Mama Cornette would do this, Mama Cornette would do that, and she has like a litany of a, a whirlwind of quotes that I cannot come up with right now, but just go listen to the drive through and go listen to the experience for Jim Cornette. But like, there is so many promos, the rich, the rich mama's boy of, uh, for Jim Cornette, mama Cornette. I just love any topic of conversation where he references mama Cornette because it's always something crazy and the weirdest quote possible. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll give you my analysis on that much later in this. Trip. Oh yes. <laughs> so my number nine. This one was absolutely an on-screen character. Uh, I don't think this what happened to be the real human in life, but Shelton Benjamin's mama is one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. You know, Shelton Benjamin for all of his in-ring talent, bell to bell talent wasn't necessarily the greatest talker or character of all time, but there was a moment in time when Shelton Benjamin's mama was a regular on the show, and it made Shelton Benjamin a level, more lovable character outside of the ring, and so much love to Shelton Benjamin's mama. Yeah, you know, one, one day uh, someone was flipping through the channels and caught Big Mama's house too and said, I love it! Bring me Shelton! 
Yeah, but that's probably accurate. <laughs> it is. It's it, it's exactly what happened. You know, Martin Lawrence uh, hit. You know, did his own version of Mrs. Doubtfire twice, and uh, it uh, bled into the wrestling business for good old Shelton Benjamin. We'll talk about that again. Yes. My number nine. My number nine is probably one of the most regrettable ideas ever. Uh, definitely would not happen ever again, or even be thought about. But a parody of <laughs> Leave It to Beaver was born in uh, in the '90s during the Attitude Era, and poor Chaz, uh, headbanger Mosh for you, 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 uh, you other people out there, donned a character called Harry Beaver Cleavage, and his manager was his mother, who may or may not be having sex with her son. Mrs. Cleavage. Cole, how many Mrs. Cleavage promos did you watch, and how many are your favorite? I don't remember anything about this in real life. (laughs) I've only heard it spoken about on podcasts. I don't remember it being a thing that existed. It is maybe because it was so bad I just blocked this shit out. Or maybe it was during my, you know, six weeks when I didn't watch wrestling during the Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and six weeks is probably all they got out of it, too. That is absolutely correct. That's all they got out of it because it was terrible. And uh, to listen to uh, the Russo defend this pile of shit to, uh, at current day times is one of my favorite things. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Harry Beaver Cleavage. What a name. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, my number eight is a real-life wrestling mom. She was a professional wrestler. Her name, Helen Heald. Now, everyone out there is going, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, Helen Heald's a little bit of background on her. She was a top wrestling star of the 1940s and 50s. Uh, She had a three-year chase with Mildred Burke, uh, arguably the greatest women's wrestler of all time, the world champion for over a decade uh, and she had, for three years, many, many title matches against her. And then she had a long-standing feud with the fabulous Moolah, another wrestler we all know. Uh, in fact, they uh, were the ones who broke the barrier in the state of Washington where women's wrestling was banned. And Helen Hild and uh, the fabulous Moolah broke that. But you guys would probably know her better as the mother of the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and uh, giving birth to Ted DiBiase, one of the greatest characters in uh, wrestling history and one of the most talented bell-to-bell performers of all time. So, Helen Hill, the mother of Ted DiBiase. Well, I'd love to say we'd be talking about her again shortly, but we won't. But uh, it was it was a nice it was a nice it was a nice education. I, yeah, I had no it's idea. one of those. When the hell are we ever going to talk about Helen Hill again? So she yeah. belongs on this list. She does belong on this list, and uh, I, I have a Helen in mind that we'll talk about later. But my number eight, we're gonna go back to it. We got Trent's mom. I again, I thought this was, uh, I thought this was such a fun thing. Uh, they they went to the well too many times with it. I thought it was a good attraction thing, and when it first happened, I was like, ha ha, that's hilarious. But when they went back to it again and again, and then when they did it for like a blow off heat spot match, I yeah. was just like, okay, yeah. now that yeah. it doesn't work. Uh, but uh, the Trent's mom minivan thing like and she pulls it off well with the soccer mom hair too like that's probably her hair and that's probably his mom and that's probably their minivan which is probably the best thing ever so yeah let's talk about it again Trent's mom number eight obviously making the final list now correct awesome it's all good times so maybe uh one of the currently most famous uh mothers that wrestled and now her daughter wrestles in the world uh, I'm going with Soraya Knight, of course, the mother of Paige, a- a.k.a. Soraya, right now in AEW. But, uh, I mean, this family is so famous, they got a movie made about them. And uh, my sister has actually worked with both Paige and Soraya Knight. So, uh, a little cool tie-in to my family life as well. Um, but, yeah, she's one of the most supportive mothers in the world. She was all over the social medias when Paige was going through some stuff, uh, as we all remember back in the day. Um, she had some issues outside the ring, and uh, Soraya Knight was right there to love and support her daughter. So, uh, big ups to Soraya Knight. Yes, Soraya Knight. I love fighting, uh, fighting with my family. Everyone should go out of their way to watch that movie. It'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. It'll it, 
it it does a good job. It's a good wrestling movie, and there's not a lot of good ones out there. Yes. So my number seven, uh, well, I mean, she she makes the rounds on the podcasting world. She makes the rounds on YouTube, and her son is the AEW heavyweight champion of the world. And when she gets on some sort of television and does her version of cutting a promo, uh, it can only be Maxwell Jacob Friedman's mother, Nita Friedman. This lady is hilarious. Whenever they give her any sort of time to talk shit on her son, it is the funniest thing. And then if you ever get a chance to see Maxwell reply to his mother, he does not let up. He, and I quote, called her a disgusting slut who should die. Wow. <laughs> on a podcast, he says his dad's a worthless piece of shit that who'd never amounted anything. And the... It, and it just makes me so happy that like we love Max, we love MJF because of how committed he is to the character, and it's great to see that his inner circle, uh, or better known as his family, <laughs> yes. plays the role plays the role very well too. So anytime Nina Friedman is on a podcast or a television show doing anything remotely related to her son, it's comedy gold, and I'm using this show to talk about her. Nice. Yeah, I haven't seen much of it other than like a couple little clips. The funny thing is that, you know, when they were in MJF's hometown and whatnot, his family was there in the audience and they all had signs. My son's an asshole. You know, he's a piece of shit. Like, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic to uh, not only do the gimmick and and live it in real life, um, but to have your family be in on it and just trash talking you is one of the best things in the world. Like to have them in the front row holding signs that my son is an asshole is just the best. It's magic. It makes me happy. It tickles my balls. Like it is the best thing in the world. And I absolutely love it. So glad we're talking about Mrs. Friedman today. So my number six, and uh, as you, you alluded to this human a little bit ago, and so I know we're going to be talking about her twice, but uh, let's relive one of our favorite moments in wrestling history. Uh, a great, uh, you know, Bob Backlund is in the ring. He has Bret Hart in the crossface chicken wing, and Owen Hart is pleading pleading with his mother to throw the towel in and then she finally does to save her son from you know tearing a rotator cuff or popping his neck and uh helen hart is one of the best characters in wwf history just always in the front row with the emotions painted all over her face and uh i think helen hart uh added a lot to Bretton and Owen's feud, but also just to Brett's career in general, because Stu, always the stone-faced, ne- you know, never selling anything, you know, clapping when his son, but Helen always had just that expression of pure joy and, and just pride when her sons were succeeding. And then also just the despair on her face when they were getting their asses kicked. Like, Helen Hart, uh, deserves a trophy for what she did for her son's careers. So, absolutely, a uh, an on-screen performance. Uh, I mean, it might not even be a performance. That might be a loving True. mother actually True. reacting yeah. to the work of her children. But uh, my number six, we talked about her earlier. But Mamba Benjamin, Mamba Benjamin was uh, questionable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, definitely wouldn't happen today. I don't think just because of how stereotypical it is. But the, it, I think this was the most character-driven time period of Shelton Benjamin's career, uh, even though it was to his detriment. You know, I, I think the the blue chipper babyface that debuted on Raw and beat Triple H, they had something there. Uh, but then, like, it just quickly fell by the wayside with his promos, and they hired this lady to be Shelton Benjamin's mama. And uh, yeah, anytime he would like lose, he would get his, he would get dragged up the ramp by his ear. Uh, she would like beat him. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it wasn't it wasn't something that should be on TV today. But you know, when I was watching this happen, it was freaking hilarious. So right in the middle of my list here, Mama Benjamin. 
Well, it's funny that you bring that up because it's it's you know that right, currently right now the stereotypes and you know racist gimmicks da 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 whatever is a hot topic in the uh, uh, social media wrestling community right now, and it's one of the things that bothers me tremendously because nobody sits around and goes like, oh. American History X, let's cancel this movie or let's cancel SVU after the 1,000th child rapist in a row. Like, nobody gets offended by any other TV show with characters on it because the bad guys lose in the end. And so, like, you know, people were bringing up the JBL thing with uh, Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, being out on the border and kicking uh, immigrants back across the border, stuff like that. I think it absolutely belongs in pro wrestling, if not more so than any other form of entertainment. I wish that someone would do like a racist Donald Trump supporter gimmick right now, or someone would do like an over the top ridiculous like snowflake gimmick. I love that shit because when it all comes down to it, good is going to prevail over evil and when it's all said and done, Sergeant Slaughter got his ass kicked for turning on America and then he redeemed himself. Like, so I don't see the problem with it. Uh, you know, sometimes doing stuff that's a little stereotypical. I understand like, you know, having that super stereotypical over the top black mama, that's, you know, a little bit too far. Maybe crime time is in poor taste. Maybe we shouldn't have that. But at the same time, like no one gets mad at like, don't be a menace. (laughs) <laughs> to society you know like i just like i don't know man i think there's a time and place for everything and as long as it's done in a way that uh you know the the stereotypes aren't being made fun of necessarily and they're not being treated as bad guys it's okay but ugh. exactly yeah no i i totally agree like the whole point is to get offended so that way your hero yeah uh prevails and defends your offense <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like, you know, that, that's you know he's 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 beating the the bad guy for all the offensive shit he's done for you for your sadness for your anger he's you know he's making it right and that's what you're rooting for and that's what brings you into the arena so yeah i but you know we are both of the caliber of you know heat's heat brother yeah 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 exactly heat. yeah we love and, heat and not a lot of people are built that way, especially today. Everyone's afraid of heat. Right. So, number so five. <laughs> yes. Number Speaking five. Speaking of heat. <laughs> this is the opposite of heat. This is what? Uh, but I'm going to ask you a question. What only has five fingers and has the oldest mother in the world? I don't know. Mark Henry's son, the hand. Oh, God damn it. May Young gave birth on Monday Night Raw to a hand and i've told this story before but i heard uh, mark henry on a podcast a long time ago and he and chris jericho it was actually chris jericho's podcast and chris jericho brought up the hand thing and he's like how did that come to be and like mark henry himself goes i still don't know because when it happened and it was written down i went up to vince i was like vince like a hand why like why a hand and he literally looked at me and said, ha, ha, it's a hand. And then walked away. <laughs> oh, Like, of course it's ridiculous. It's a hand. That's the whole point. It, but what's the point? Oh. <laughs> so uh, right in the middle of my list, the 80-year-old Mae Young giving birth to a hand. Well, who, made his, re- who made his return to, at WrestleMania uh, and uh, interfered in Sami Zayn's match. Yes. Yes, a hand. A hand. Oh. oh, let's give that one a hand. All right. So since you skipped my number five. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did accidentally skip your number five. Yeah, Rod was trying to get off the controversial conversation so fast. <laughs> I, honestly, I thought it was my turn because we talked for so long. <laughs> But so, your number five? Yeah, my number five. I'm going with real life mother. It really has nothing to do with her wrestling or anything. I just love her to death. And uh, she, you know, as a mother, uh, you you could tell that she is just the best mom around. And so I'm going with Beth Phoenix as my number five mother oh, in professional yes. wrestling. 
I love it. Yes, every time they have it, a, a, a documentary on the Edgeward, uh, they always have a lot of uh, footage of Beth being super mom to to the little babies. And uh, I uh, <coughs> I just uh, I got some news of my own last night, and uh, and we were talking about we were talking about uh, girl babies, and uh, it's funny that you bring this up, and uh, <laughs> Edge. On uh, Logan Paul's podcast, I'm quoting podcast today, but but this like this actually ties into what you brought up because Edge says uh, I became a girl dad and I was built to be a girl dad, but if, but the problem is when you become a girl dad, that thought in your brain goes, oh oh I can murder someone now. <laughs> I didn't know I had that in me. Like yeah. like anything touches this, they're dead. I uh, that's new. I didn't I didn't know that that was me in there. So yeah, um, so yeah, Beth Phoenix is very lucky to have Edge, and uh, and and honestly, if anybody touches the kids, I think Beth Phoenix has them. Yeah, oh, <laughs> absolutely. She's, she's more Jack than Edge. <laughs> yeah, it was one. Of, it's it that speaking of uh, celebrity quotes, like the the thing just in general about having children. My, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Ryan Reynolds was talking about like you know when he when he married his wife, he's like, oh, he's like. Yeah, I can't imagine loving anyone more than you. Like, I would die for you. And then we had kids, and I went, I would use her as a human shield to protect my children. <laughs> and it's so true. It's, oh. one of the mo- it's one of the most, you know, I want to say illogical, but it's very logical when we yeah. built it up in our brains. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I- me and my daughter aren't blood, but I will crucify someone if Correct. if uh, if if anything happened to my little baby. Before we get too mushy and uh, you know murdery, uh, you want to give me your next one? Sure, my <laughs> number four. This is uh, you know definitely been an on-screen mother, but you know in real life the mother of the same people that she portrayed the on-screen mother with. I'm going with. Linda McMahon as my number four mother in wrestling history. Uh, she gave us some of the most memorable moments in wrestling history. Uh, there was that time when she was in a catatonic state for some reason. And uh, finally, Trish stopped giving her her meds. And then she kicked Vince McMahon right in the grapefruits. And uh, yeah, good times. Uh, she did it so well. But uh, you could tell Linda McMahon uh, is a loving, doting mother. To her children and uh, the fact that that family was so tight for so long and they all worked together on screen nonetheless and then had to, you know, have a little bit of vile and venom towards each other just led to a lot of fun things. So uh, my number four, Linda McMahon. Yeah, Linda McMahon is great because like out of the four McMahons that were on screen, she was the one that was like the she was the sane one in the middle of all these psychopaths. Like, you know, Shane, Stephanie, and Vince are all just over the top characters. And Linda, you know, it, it, a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that she's not really a character at all. So she has just to be so she's just, you know, straight yeah. neutral Linda. But like when there's moments where she does do the character thing, like when she turned heel for a second and fired McFoley, that was so heartbreaking. Yes. Because it was just not her characteristic. It was the one time where she was just like evil McMahon for yes. a second. And uh, we're going to talk about Linda again because, boy, uh, there are some moments that uh, I, I want to talk about now, but, you know, we're going to get there. But my number four, and <laughs> I forgot about number four. <laughs> and I had to put her high up on the list uh, because the, she has been a big topic of conversations in podcasts, but it was a big topic, a cop, big topic of conversation uh, during the Monday Night Wars. You know her as Judy Bagwell, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, the famous poll match that uh, Vince Russo made. Judy Bagwell on a poll, the real-life mother of Buff Bagwell. And there is a very famous story of Judy shaving Buff's balls. That's right. That is a very close uh, relationship between mother and son. Very close. Judy shaves a bag well, I'm told. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's my number four. Oh. Judy Bagwell, a just a ratings grabber for the ages. Uh, yes, I forgot about Mrs. Bagwell up until this moment. And I'm so glad we're talking about the... Uh, the uh, the ball shaving uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole 
and uh, she's making the final list. I'm just going to make a concession right now. (laughs) 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 And and give you my number three, ladies and gentlemen. And this is one just because uh, this is, you know, having heard stories outside of the ring. um, I, I, one, I know for a fact that this lady was so committed that she was literally breastfeeding in the back. Uh, while she was going over matches with her kid, you know, right now, and she's just, I, from everything I know, she's the one of the most wonderful mothers in the world. She's super committed to not only her career, but her children. But uh, one, Mickey James, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, Mickey James, the, I, I, I don't, country strong Mickey James. You know, I that's a, that's a Hall of Famer that needs to get inducted pretty soon, I think. You I know, agree. we got... We got Trish Stratus back doing a monstrous heel run or attempting to do one, but uh, so we need Mickey James to come back and be another grizzled, grizzled veteran in the in in the women's division. But uh, yeah, I heard know. this. I heard a rumor, and I didn't hear this from anyone in the business, so I don't know if it's true. And I haven't had had the audacity to ask yet. But uh, apparently, Trish's last promo segment was supposed to feature one Candice LeRae and. It got cut because the dickhead is back in the fucking back and he's cutting all things women except for Trish. And uh, it's pretty upsetting. So uh, hopefully, my hope, my hope is that this heel run of Trish Stratus is going to lead to a very interesting matchup that I'd love to see, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. And hopefully it's like an actual match match and not just, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, yeah, the three minutes a... TV squash. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really would hate to go back to that time period. But, hey, you brought her up. So I'm going to talk about her now. But like, you know, we kind of joked because, you know, she brings she brings little quill on TV a lot and it's very cute. But, hey, the whole the whole premise of the faction in NXT, the way was Johnny and Candace being mom and dad to these up and coming superstars. So my number three mom gimmick in wrestling is none other than Candice LeRae. You know, I I put that together because we were joking about, you know. Oh, I know a mom that would be fitting for this list. But it, as you peel it back, the whole gimmick was her being mom to Austin and and Indy, and it was awesome. And uh, yeah, number three, solid number three for me. I guarantee we're going to talk about her again, Cole. Are we? <laughs> uh, most definitely. But for now, I'll just say, yeah. You know what? The fun thing about the way too for me, the only thing that I enjoyed about the way really, other than the initial promos when they were actual heels. Uh, mm-hmm. was once everything turned goofy and silly and became a mid-card comedy act, is my poor sister had to be the straight man the whole time. It was always like, what the hell are you doing, Johnny? And what the hell are these kids thinking? And she had to be like that parent that was just like, oh my God, my family is so crazy. What the hell did I do? <laughs> yeah, she was red from that 70s show. Yes, dumbass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, speaking of that, <laughs> yes. brings me to my number two. And uh, this is a character that uh, up until a few years ago, having listened to this wonderful podcast, the my favorite wrestling podcast, this character wasn't that big in my life because I'll just be frank. I did not see most of the Jim Cornette stuff happening when it happened in the 80s because I wasn't like alive yet and... <laughs> wasn't a wrestling fan but when you go back and listen to the mama cornette promos mama cornette so first of all if we just go back in time the real life mrs cornette mama cornette we owe a world of gratitude to because jim cornette involvement in the business all stems from his mother going out of her way to take him to all the wrestling shows she became you know she started working for the promotions uh you know she was selling tickets and doing merch and stuff like that finding a way to get her son there and so corny became a photographer and then eventually became a manager and his whole character was built around the fact that he was a spoiled rich kid his mama gave him everything he ever wanted gave him all the money to buy the wrestlers so that he could manage them and you know he was a country club baby that's why he had the tennis racket with him like the whole backstory of mama cornet is one of the best characters in wrestling history and she was never on screen <laughs> yeah it just goes to show you like you know jim Cornette, you know for all of his flaws and you know whatever you know i i i I love the guy. Uh, I love his brain and I love his thought process and but his character work yeah. in the business 
doesn't get enough credit because listen to his promos. He's getting himself over, he's getting two guys over, and he's got a fictitious person that he <laughs> references all the time, and he's getting that over yes. at the same time. And he's going 100 miles an hour. I can sit there and watch clips of NWA Jim Cornette promos for like, I can, I can fall into a hole. And yeah. just it, nothing's repetitive. Everything is artic- articulate. If he slips and mumbles, it works because it's part of his frantic gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I, I just, I can't put him on a higher pedestal. And, you know, I think the fact that he's so controversial helps him. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, yeah, more positive Jim Cornette comments should be a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think he's telling the truth uh, at, at large. When he's talking, I don't think he's making things up, but I do think he turns the character up a little bit for uh, controversy's sake and and for entertainment purposes. Uh, obviously, he's being a little facetious when he think when he's talking about boiling people down and using their fat for soap and like like obviously he doesn't wish death upon anyone. But uh, I mean, he's just so entertaining and the Mama Cornette character, even to this day on the podcast, Mama Cornette is one of the best characters on the show, and she still hasn't made an appearance. I mean, it'd be difficult for her to make an appearance now, but I mean, Mama Cornette used to say is one of my favorite things that ever happens. <laughs> And it happens on a weekly basis. So Mama Cornette holds a very special place in my heart at this point. <laughs> Fantastical. But one person that held a special place in our heart was Linda McMahon. And that's my number two. Uh, you know, like I said, she was the she was the straight man of the of the McMahon family. Like, you know, when everyone was at odds, she would come out and pull everyone together or or throw out a stipulation that would just trump the boss. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Cabinets. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but cabinets. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, but uh, yeah, Linda McMahon, uh, probably number two worst stunner of all time. Uh, oh, definitely. In, be- in between the recent McMahon one and uh, her cabinet member. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her. Pff. I'm trying to think of worst stunners, but uh, good luck. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, but every McMahon took a stunner one time, and she was just the exclamation point. That was just the worst stunner that evening. But it didn't matter because the fact that she was willing and uh, and did it was yes. awesome. The lady took a tombstone on the steel steps from Kane. It was one of the nicest tombstones you'll ever see in your life. Yes, but yes. it happened. So uh, I don't think uh, Linda McMahon's involvement in the wrestling business can be understated. I think a lady that fragile <laughs> going out there and doing the things that she did for the entertainment of her audience is pretty awesome. And that's why she is high up on my list, even without being an actual character. Uh, well, you know, the funny thing is she, there, there was obviously there were times when she was a character. Cause I don't feel like, you know, you brought up the, the mean Linda McMahon moment. I don't think that that bone exists in her body, no, to be honest. No. So, and and you're right. Uh, it, the one thing we absolutely have to give the entire McMahon family credit for, they would not ask anyone else to do anything that they would not do. Uh, and all four of them have gone above and beyond the call of duty uh, during their in-ring exploits. Um, I mean, you know, Shane's an insane person, <laughs> but I mean, Vince is right there bleeding buckets multiple times and doing stuff. Getting his, getting yeah. his face shoved in asses, Rikishi asses, exactly. getting shit poured on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Vince has been the butt of plenty of jokes. Absolutely. Oh. And so for Linda McMahon to be taking a tombstone on the steel is just insane. So, uh, yes, uh, definitely we've got a pretty good final list already that we've agreed upon. And that brings me to my number one, and this is one we definitely agree upon. And uh, you know what? This is personal, so y'all can kiss my butt, but the greatest mother in the history of professional wrestling is my sister, Candice LeRae, uh, because I met... I met her little offspring, and he is the best human I've ever met outside of my own daughter. Uh, and uh, she's doing a fantabulous job. And she is not only the best mom, 
but the best ant. And so everyone can suck it. Candice LeRae, number one on my list. Finally, the number one spot on one of my top ten lists. <laughs> yes. Yes. Big brother biased for the win. And it doesn't matter because, you know, they can suck it because she was number three on my <laughs> list. And, uh, you know, I, I can't. I'm not. How can I be mad at it? And if you're mad at it at home, uh, may I repeat what Cole said? Suck it. <laughs> so my number one, we talked about her. And, you know, the more I thought about it, because she was kind of like in the middle of my list as I was putting this together. But, like, you know, she added so much to the package of Bret Hart's matches, I thought. Like, like I loved Bret Hart's matches. I loved, I loved his character. He was, like, one of my favorites as a kid. Still is one of my favorites today. But on pay-per-view matches, when the parents were at ringside and they would go to them for their initial reaction, winning or in trouble... It just made his matches feel more important. And he didn't need his matches to feel more important, but they somehow figured out a way to do it because they would talk about the history of, of Stu. But it's just the look on Helen Hart's face the entire time. And mind you, I'm it's probably not acting at all. That's probably genuine concern. But every time there was a big pay-per-view match with Bret Hart and Helen Hart and Stu Hart were at ringside, it just made... His match, more important to me, it, it added a whole new element of emotion. And when they actually used them in spots, like you mentioned before, the Bob Backlund spot, that was great. Uh, you know, Jerry the King Lawler talking nothing but shit on Helen Hart is some of the, mo- is some of the funniest jokes you'll ever hear. Uh, you know, my one, one of my favorites is like, one time Helen Hart walked into an antique shop and they kept her. <laughs> oh, Jerry but, Lawler. But Helen Hart in the front row for Bret Hart's big matches, showing concern, emoting, and hey, let's just give credit where credit's due for birthing a very talented individual. My goodness, Bret Hart, you know, just go back in our archives and you'll know exactly how we feel about Bret Hart, and it wouldn't be a thing without Helen making the person. Absolutely, and, and you know, I, I gave all my I Everything you just said is absolutely true. I really think looking back and just kind of thinking about it, you know, it's one of those things that why would we ever really think about this other than this podcast? And when you go look back, like, I don't think any mother on screen has meant more to their their son or daughter's success than Helen Hart. I, I really believe that. And and looking back, it's it's I know you can't argue her being the number one mom in wrestling history, not to mention she had nine other kids and they all became professional wrestlers and married professional wrestlers. At least, you know, all the women, all the girls, the heart sisters married pro wrestlers. Like the whole family is built in in pro wrestling. So, I mean, you just can't argue against Helen Hart. So absolutely. And you know, with Stu as your dad, they, uh, they don't, they didn't have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And for her to be a good sport and for them to stay married for all those years and to be sitting ringside in their seven, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s for their sons is just it's wonderful. And uh, I'm glad we're we're ending this top 10 list talking about Helen Hart. How many times do you think Stu stretched Helen? (laughs) Oh, because we both know he gave her a lot of stew. That's correct. <laughs> she boiled out a lot of hearts. <laughs> oh, you got any more? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I found a way to ruin this episode, didn't I? <laughs> oh, all right. So wait, are we going to s- discuss what we matched? <laughs> uh, you know, I think we're good. I think I have a top ten. We, we matched on six. You had two that I really loved. I have two on my list. I really, So this is going to be an even list. We've got All six right, cool. we agree on and then two each. So we are ready to reveal the top ten. Well, then I'm going to start yelling out numbers starting. Wait, before we do that, do you have any honorable mentions, good sir? Actually, I the only honorable mention I had was, uh, and this is another like gimmick thought thing, like Mama Cornette, but yeah. I used to love when Jim Ross would say, Mrs. Foley's baby boy! <laughs> Uh, yes. that's the only one I got. That's the only one I got. I, if I'm, if I've, am I, bleh, if I am omitting something, I apologize, but please educate me if you got 
an honorable mention. No, no, no. I, Mrs. Foley was kind of on my original top 10 list just because of all the promos and everything about it. And, and, and just once I started, you know, reading into it, I decided I wanted to honor some, some real mothers that just happened to be in the wrestling business. And then I found the mothers whose, you know, sons or daughters went on to wrestle. And so Mrs. Foley just kind of got nudged down the list. But Stephanie McMahon, ladies and gentlemen, we should give her some love. Um, because not only that, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I get to, there, there are certain times when I get to find out how people are in real life through, you know, osmosis. <laughs> but uh, Stephanie McMahon is a wonderful human uh, from everything I hear and uh, experiences that uh, people close to me have had. So uh, we should give her some love on here. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention vicky guerrero excuse me oh yes vicky guerrero but i mean with what's going <laughs> yeah. on in the news right now yeah yeah kind of yeah a little bit yeah uh, ray mysterio yeah. uh ray mysterio's wife dominic's mom would well, be, i don't know would be like one. you know she's been on screen yeah i don't know she may or may not have fucked eddie you know <laughs> oh wrestling said so Yes, wrestling said and, so. Yeah, and it can't be a get great of a mom. Her son's a dick. Uh, well, I mean, we had a, a very pregnant Maria Canellis on television. That that's that's fun. Um, uh, I mean, she was <laughs> she she was the twenty four seven champion while pregnant. That's not a good mother. Oh uh, well. <laughs> There is that. <laughs> I'm, just yes. gonna, I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna argue all of these for, for whatever reason. <laughs> no, but that's actually a good point because her whole gimmick was like the pregnant lady that tried to get out of shit for being pregnant. And I yes. thought that was hysterical. Yes. So, but yeah, there are so many mothers that uh, we haven't mentioned today, and uh, we just want to say a, a heartfelt Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the world, but a, to a special. Thank you to the mothers of professional wrestling. So yes, and Mama Kilborn out there, I'm going to be visiting you as soon as, as soon as I stop recording. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mama. Ooh. All right, Bohemian, <laughs> you want to start? Uh, number ten. You want to yes, start yes. calling the some top numbers ten list. now? The top ten list. That's right. Top ten mothers in pro wrestling. I hope we still have an audience today. I hope we didn't bore them to death with all this mushy <laughs> shit. But. Well, without further ado, the top 10 creative team mothers list. Number 10. Helen Hill, the mother of Ted DiBiase. Nine. Soraya Knight. Eight. MJF's mom. Seven. Judy Bagwell. Six. Trent's mom. Five. Mama Benjamin. Four. Mama Cornette. Three. Candice LeRae. Two, Linda McMahon. And number one. And number one is the great Helen Hart. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The oh, top yes. ten moms in professional wrestling. Yes, what more can you say about these wonderful women, Cole? But for next week, I hope everyone's prepared because next week, Cole is our two-year anniversary. Oh, yes. Two years doing this wonderful, wonderful show with you. Uh, has it felt like two years? Has it gone by really quick? Uh, it's gone by extremely quickly, and I didn't, I you know, like, to think that it's been two years is, like, insane, but I know it's been a long time because there's been twice recently on the show, and I'm like, hey, we should do an episode about that, and you're like, we did, like, 180 <laughs> episodes ago, bud. <laughs> I think that's an excellent problem to have. Uh, the fact that we've, you know, we've done it all, but we haven't done it all, and we're gonna prove it by telling you what we're going, what we have in store for our special two-year anniversary show next week. Uh, it's gonna be a bit of a, a bit of a long one, I think. I think it's gonna be a marathon of an episode because we're going to, since wrestling did kind of get a little wonky recently, we're gonna fix that shit, and we're gonna call this WWE. Versus AEW, the first shot. This is a take-it-up creative for the ages, everyone. It's recent. It is something that we're not reorganizing, redoing. This is an original thought. If there was going to be a first shot between AEW and WWE, who would make it? How would it play out? We're going to find out. Me and Cole are going to put our creative hats on and come up with a genius idea to fire the first shot that would be an epic, epic feud between two companies 
that I think would save wrestling today. What do you say, Cole? I think it's great. It's wonderful. This, uh, it, it, it's just one of those things where the possibilities are endless. So we could go on for this for hours upon hours. But uh, I, I, I think right now, just going into it with no strings attached, no, you know, not. I, I guess at some point the, the idea will be we're going to build to a pay per view of some description and uh, have. Oh, you we'll know, definitely go back blow to blow off matches. But uh, this is definitely a topic where we're going to go back to the well periodically because there's like I said, there is so much. There's so much we can get out of just the beginning of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Just finding a way to get, get you know, the, the, you know, the funny thing is just w- this is obviously a world of pretend where we're just going to say, hey, these two companies decided they're going to work together to make wrestling a better place for everyone, which, as we know, Vince McMahon's goal is to make wrestling a much worse place for every human on the planet. <laughs> so <laughs> this would never happen. But we're just going to pretend Vince died and Triple H worked shit out. And so this is going to happen. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, rather than Eric Bischoff just showing up for no for for random legal reasons that you know you can go back in the archives and uh, and listen to my gripe about the 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 invasion angle, but I'm gonna try to come up with a legal way for Tony Khan or Vince McMahon <laughs> to appear on each other's TVs, and I'm gonna I'm gonna really I'm gonna talk to some lawyers and like, all right, how can this be pulled off and make it believable? Uh we'll see. It it this, this is what fantasy booking is all about. The possibilities are endless, but you at home, tell us what you would do. This is a this is a topic that is endless. It's a bottomless pit of creativity, and we'd like to hear your opinions. We're getting a lot of opinions and suggestions for our show lately, and I want to see a lot more of it. Absolutely. So, uh, that's going to do it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next week when we discuss the possibility of an AEW and WWE invasion type angle it'll be great and uh yeah we actually have a schedule solidified thanks to uh the the audience for making suggestions and uh getting us back on our creative uh path here so i think we've got the next couple months planned out we're ready to go so for ron kilborn i am your host cole dawson saying thank you we love you and good night Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.